Hi guys! Welcome to episode 80 of the Convenient Counselor Podcast. My name is Brianna Leach. I'm a wife, a mom of three, and a licensed counselor. And this week, my self-care includes electrolyte water and trying to build in some more white space on my calendar. And I hope that you are taking time this week to take care of yourself a little bit. And I'm so glad that you're listening today. This podcast was created to give you a safe space to learn more about yourself, mental health topics, and maybe just normalize some things that you've been feeling or wanting to learn more about. And that's exactly what we're going to do today. I love doing Q&A episodes, and this is round three for us. And I have two fantastic questions that were submitted, and I will be giving my personal and professional input on those today. As always, this is not a substitution for actual therapy, but hopefully it can shed some light on maybe some questions you had yourself. So let's jump right into the first one. And I love this question. And I'll probably say that about every question, but they're all good. They're really good questions you guys submitted. So the first one is, how do I deal with unsupportive family members as I'm trying to improve my mental health? They make me feel like seeking counseling is shameful which I know is not true. First of all, oof, that hurts, even just reading it. Knowing that the people that are closest to you or you think are closest to you are unsupportive of this extremely necessary part of your life makes me sad both for them and for you. Sad for you because they're not supportive and sad for them because they do not see the value in improving your mental health. Unfortunately, this is all too common. I hear this all the time, especially in the church world. Why are you going to counseling? Why can't you just pray your way through it? Why can't you just think happier thoughts? Why can't you just, I guess, will your way out of it (laughs) is, is kind of the mindset. And thank you for this question. I know it's hard to talk openly about people we love because we don't want them seen in a different light, but in this case, Unfortunately, they're wrong. You need to be pursuing your mental health, being healthy overall, as much as you do pursuing health for your physical body. I highly doubt these same people are saying, what? You're going to see your primary care doctor once a year, or you're going to the pharmacy when you have a cold and you need medicine? I can't believe you're doing that. Why don't you just think your way out of it? What I'm also hearing in this question, though, is that you're doing the work. And that's awesome that you are still going despite the pushback and your experience, your growth is going to speak volumes to them. And if it doesn't, again, their loss, you're the first of your family that's going to be able to model overall health with the help of professionals. There's nothing weird or shameful about that, as you noted in your question but more specifically, how to deal with it. Having some prepared responses when it comes up in conversation can be very helpful. So perhaps the conversation is, oh, you're still going to see that counselor? I thought you'd be done by now. So maybe your response could be, yeah, no, um, as long as my mind is working, I'm going to do everything I can to keep it healthy. (laughs) It's not mean. It's not a direct pushback. It's just, hey, I care about myself. 
So I'm going to take care of myself holistically, mind, body, spirit, so that I can fulfill my potential. And often people's strong opinions, I put those in really heavy air quotes, their strong opinions are just fear of the unknown. They don't know what it's like to go to a counselor. They don't know what it's like to work on your mental health because if they stopped to really think about it, they might have to admit that they need to work on it too. They might have to admit that there's times they're not comfortable with their thoughts or they wish they could grow in different patterns of behavior. So reminding yourself that push back on things that are clearly healthy for you from others can just be fear of the unknown and just ignorance for lack of a better word. They don't know any better. They don't know what a counseling session is like. They don't know that it can be very laid back. It's not all formal and it's not you laying on a couch and the person with a clipboard at all. But know that I'm proud of you for taking care of your mental health. I'm really sorry you're getting pushback from those that are closest to you and having prepared responses that are not emotional, that are not accusatory, but are just very matter of fact. Yeah, I have a mind. I want to take care of it. And this is my way of doing that. That can be very helpful. And our second question today is about parenting from different backgrounds. That's what the question said. Parenting challenges with different backgrounds. What I love about this question is it's very broad umbrella question. (laughs) It could include disciplinary styles. It could include attachment styles. It could include family togetherness. But how do I parent with someone who has a very different family background than I do? This is something we talk about very often in newborn family coaching, which I did an episode on a couple weeks ago. We talk about family of origin. How you were raised, the home you were raised in, directly impacts how you will parent, whether you want it to or not. And just laying it all out on the table, being aware of the environment you were raised in and some of the patterns of behavior, it can be very helpful just for you to see, am I repeating this? Is this something I want to repeat? Is this a family culture that I want for my children? So the challenge isn't figuring out how are we going to parent, it's figuring out Where are we coming from? And for this question, I would say, if you haven't already, to sit down and say, hey, if we were to describe the home that I grew up in, what does that look like? Was it warm and inviting? Was it cold and closed off? Was it messy all the time and that stressed me out? Or was it super clean all the time and that stressed me out? Was it a place where I felt like I could talk about anything? Or did we keep things more private? You need to lay it all out, right or wrong. It's not a time for judgment. This is just stating the facts. This is where I'm coming from. And then the next beautiful part is that the two me's become an us. And what do we want for us as parents? What do we want for our children? Yes, it can be hard to break generational cycles, but starting with what are we working with and where do we want to go with this? can happen at any point of your child's life. If you have babies, that's wonderful. You can really vision cast for the next several years. But even if you have older kids, you can say, hey, these are things we're really doing well. And I wasn't even aware until about five years in that I'm repeating some patterns that I didn't like about my childhood. Or maybe I want to be more like things that my mom did after school when my kids come home from school. It's never too late to revisit that especially while the kids are still in your home. But coming from the approach of, this is me, this is me, 
what is us? What are we about? Sometimes we think it would be easier if we all had the same childhood or if if you had a great childhood, you wish your spouse would have had that too. But there's so much value in having differing perspectives on parenthood and situations of, you know what, this was modeled for me and it was fantastic. This was also modeled for me and it was very unhealthy. And I want to break that cycle. One other thing I want to note is that sometimes the other spouse can notice things that maybe you as the child cannot realize about the family of origin. So for instance, if your husband's family was very intentional about bedtimes and family dinners, and that was just the norm for him, so he didn't see that as something extra special, but maybe your family didn't have that, you can point that out in each other's. It doesn't have to be nitpicky, all the bad things, but what do you see in each other's family of origin that was good? And that's something that maybe they just thought was the norm and hadn't picked up on before. But if we were in a counseling session together, I would say, let's paint the picture of where you came from in order to start pulling the elements together of what you already have and where you want to go in the future. There's no right or wrong combination of family histories. It just will take some time to figure out how you want it to mesh moving forward which requires a lot of love and sacrifice and patience with each other as parents. Those are our two questions today. Thank you for those who submitted. We had more, but I'm just going to pick two at a time so that we can really focus in on those and not get too overloaded with questions and answers. But keep submitting them at any point. It doesn't just have to be the week of the episode, but you can always reach out to me. I would love to hear your questions, comments, opinions. You can reach me on briannaleach.com or convenientcounselor.com. On social media, it's at convenientcounselor on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, you've got this and I'm cheering you on. Have a great week.